Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 52 of the Hooper's Log. It is Martin Luther King Day here, Monday, January 18, 2016, here on CLNS Radio through the Blog Talk Radio studios in the FanDuel studios here. Website is, and the number is 323-642-1558. As you can tell, I have a ton of people walking around here um, since it is a day off for most people. For me, I have to go to work, but everyone else has to has a day off because uh, of the uh, of the beautiful Martin Luther King, who uh, offered the opportunity for those to get into schools, no matter which color, race, agenda, what have you. Uh, hopefully, that will be the case here for the next 50 to 100 years. Uh, for the man created an opportunity for everybody who had racial inequality from um, years and years and years of issues. So hopefully, that stays to be the norm here in the United States of America. We do not have Andrew Norris on the line today. His phones in Detroit are absolutely just destroyed. Um, Out there in Detroit, they're having issues with Verizon. Uh, So good job, Verizon. You get all these commercials and you you talk mad about how great everything is, and then all of a sudden you poop in front of of the country in one part of the nation. So good job there, Verizon, for saying you have all these places covered, yet you can't even cover a big-time city in Detroit for a business. Uh, Anyway... Last weekend, this past weekend in the NFL, uh, we had a ton of things happen. Um, obviously, every single home team won in the NFL. It's funny, the week before, every road team won. This week, every home team won. New England beat Kansas City 27-20. to Arizona beat Green Bay in an unbelievable game that had drama all up and down the field, especially late. Arizona winning 26-20 to on a Larry Fitzgerald shovel pass. Um, it was an unbelievable game there as Arizona got the victory 26-20, and it was uh, Aaron Rodgers had another Hail Mary before going to overtime. The coin flip going into overtime was uh, mess, messed up. Fortunately, Arizona got the ball the way it should have been on the original coin toss, so everything worked out there, and Arizona got the victory. It was dramatic, unbelievable, crazy television, as you can imagine. It was just good stuff all around there on football on Saturday and then Sunday. Uh, the Seahawks got were down 31 nothing going into the half, and then they came back and almost came back and pulled off a miracle, but they lost 31-24. Their defense pissed a shutout in the second half, but their offense still could not quite score enough to get matchup to Carolina. And then Denver in a really, really gutty, gritty game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just could not muster enough offense, couldn't quite stand a chance. Denver getting the victory 23-16. to And as you can tell, 
New England will play Denver in the AFC Championship game this next upcoming weekend, and Arizona and Carolina will score off in Carolina for the NFC Championship game. So both one and two playing one another in the NFC and AFC Championship game. Clearly, you're here for basketball. Let's get into some basketball. There's a lot to get to from a crazy weekend. We are now officially into the second half of the NBA season, and we're halfway through the basketball season just in general. As you can tell, we're in the dead middle of winter here on the Hoopers Log. Kevin Hart, you ready to get it going? Let's get it going, man. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Again, no Andrew Norris today here in the FanDuel Studios. If you'd like to call in and talk about some Martin Luther King basketball, please do so. The phone number is 323-642-1558. And again, the FanDuel Studios. Uh, if you'd like to join FanDuel today, please sign up and sign up with the, with the promo code Celtics. You never know what you might get with the promo code, but if you join in, you can try. You can get it done. There's a lot of games on today in the world of, of basketball. Uh, we're going to talk about college basketball first to get it all started. Uh, here on a Martin Luther King Day 2016 on a Monday, episode 52 here for the Hoopers Log. So uh, this should be uh, an outstanding show, a big-time show, a lot to get to here in the world of basketball, and I'm going to fly through it here with you in just a moment. College basketball, we're going to start off with that. We don't have uh, the rankings quite up yet. Uh, the moment I get those, I will give them to you, and we will get it going. I, I just I just don't have anything when it comes to the new rankings yet. I still have week 10 from last week. Hopefully week 11 comes up here shortly so I can break it down for you. Uh, but there were a lot of upsets in the world of college basketball and a lot of great games over the weekend. There were no ranked games on Friday. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, there seems to be never really any ranked games on Friday, but definitely there were a ton of games on Saturday, Notre Dame upset Duke 95-91. Notre Dame getting the victory there in the ACC. Duke 95. They couldn't quite get it done against Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to stay in the top 10 after this week's ranking. Clemson beat, beat Miami of Florida 76-65. Again, unranked beating number eight Miami of Florida in Clemson. Big-time game there. Again, Clemson getting a victory in the ACC. The ACC is looking more and more parity-driven uh, over time as we move forward. Um, Xavier beating Marquette. Baylor beating Texas Tech, a classic there, 63-60. Kentucky losing to Auburn for the first time in 15 years. Auburn beating Kentucky for the first time in five, in 15 years by five. Auburn wins 75-70. Kentucky now ranked 14th. They're probably going to drop back more once these new rankings come out here uh, for today on the 18th. Um, the rankings might not even come out today. They might come out tomorrow. And if they do come out tomorrow, we will give you them tomorrow. So just hold on for those uh, as we move forward. Um, but the rankings should be out within the next day or so, if not by the end of by sometime during the show. Um, Oklahoma and West Virginia, you talk about a classic ball game. Oklahoma getting the victory there, 70-68 to 68. again. West Virginia being ranked in the top, top 15, ranked number 11. Oklahoma ranked second. This Big 12 is just stacked. I'm going to be saying that all – season long I said it last year I'm going to say it again this year the regular season is just loaded with talent this season when it comes to the Big 12 and there's really nothing else you can really say about it it is just absolutely packed with just unbelievable talent in the uh, world of college basketball Uh, on Sunday so in the world of college basketball on Sunday or Saturday again there was another upset Seton Hall beat Providence 81-72 uh, uh, Seton Hall getting the victory there. Isaiah White had 15 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. Um, Providence again looks like they're going to drop back a little bit. The Big East is competitive as all heck. Seton Hall now 13 and four. Providence at 15 and three. Some unbelievable, unbelievable stuff there. As, as just a lot of upsets are starting to come through here 
in the world of college basketball. And again, March Madness Selection Sunday is only about two months away. And with that coming up, you know that it, it, these next this next month and a half with conference play is going to be just the most intense basketball we're going to see throughout the land in college basketball. On Sunday, Wisconsin, uh, the defending uh, Final Four champions, they didn't win the championship last year, but they won in the Final Four. Uh, 77-76 over the Michigan State Spartans. A big-time win there is now Wisconsin 10-9, and 2-4 and four in the Big Ten, only the second win in the Big Ten in that one. But they get the victory 77-76, a big Big win as Denzel Valentine came back, 23 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Uh, it's starting to look like the Michigan State Spartans are going to b- bounce back a little bit in the rankings, and Wisconsin may find themselves hovering to get a potential spot in March uh, if they keep playing well. They're only 10-9, and nine, so they really got to play well the rest of the way to get a shot. SMU beating Tulane last night. Florida State shocking Virginia, 69-62. Both teams are now 2-3 and three in the ACC. Florida State may find themselves hovering around a potential ranking, and Virginia may just skedaddle their way on out of the top 25 if this, if this trend keeps picking up. They were at one point a top-five team about a week, week and a half ago, two weeks. Now they're potentially going to be out of a ranking. Uh, Iowa beating Michigan real bad, uh, 82-71. Iowa now 14-3 and three and 5-0 and oh in the Big Ten. Let's look at some college basketball standings instead of rankings. I don't think the rankings are going to come out today. They might just come out tomorrow considering it's a holiday today. But uh, in the world of college basketball, this is kind of how it looks in the standings. We just mentioned Iowa's 5-0. and um, I, I did not get the standings. I got the, I got the schedule. Uh, the Internet is freaking out as I speak. Um, and the standings, here we go. So in the America East Conference, American East, Stony Brook leads that one. Uh, they're now 13-4, and 4-0 in the America East. They lead it right now. The American standings, SMU undefeated at 17-0, 6-0 conference play. Um, VCU in the Atlantic 10 is 5-0, 13-5 overall, plus 5-0 in the conference. <laughs> North Carolina, 5-0, 16-2 in the ACC. North Carolina leads the ACC. Again, Clemson's right there at 5-1. Pittsburgh, 4-1. Virginia Tech, 4-1. Louisville, 3-1, 3-2. And, and, and then you got a plethora of teams around the 3-2. Duke, Notre Dame is also 3-2. There's a lot of things to be decided still in the ACC. There are a ton of teams that could still make it when it comes to the ACC standings into the, in the March. There's a lot of things that still left to be determined. And now when the Atlantic Sun got North Florida and Florida Gulf Coast undefeated, 4-0 and 3-0, both those teams looking strong in that conference, the Big 12, as I mentioned. So many good teams. Iowa State not playing well, but they're still talented as all heck. It's 13-4. and Texas 11-6, and but 3-2 and in the conference. Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas, and Oklahoma all 4-1. In the Big 12, Big East standings: Villanova six and zero. They're the leader in the in the in the clubhouse right now. Coming into the week, Montana six and zero and five and zero. Weber State in the Big Sky, uh, big time stuff there in the Big South. You got UNC Asheville at six and one in conference play. Indiana five and zero. Iowa five and zero. Maryland five and one. Ohio State four and two. A lot of loaded teams in the Big Ten, as I just mentioned: Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, and Ohio State. Both teams that are undefeated are Iowa. And Indiana in the Big West, you got two teams, Hawaii and UC Irvine, uh, hanging out in there. Hawaii's 15 and two in basketball this season. Talk about a team that could come into the tournament and shock some people. The Colonial Atlantic Association, James Madison, four and two, UNC Williamson, William and Mary, Towson, uh, Hofstra, Northeastern. All these teams have a chance to take over the lead in the Colonial Atlantic Association, as you can tell. There's a lot of time left in college basketball. Conference USA, UAB at 5-0, and Marshall at 5-0. and They lead in the clubhouse in Conference USA. Horizon League standings, you got Valparaiso at 5-0. and They're playing outstanding. Princeton, 1-0. and 
Columbia, Yale, all these teams look like they just started conference play. Uh, the Ivy League standings, they just seem like they just started. The MAAC, the MAC Conference, you got Monmouth at 5-1, and one, St. Peter's at 5-1. and one. There's a lot of teams right there still hovering around for the top spot. In the Mid-America standings, in the, East, in the Eastern, you got Bowling Green and Kent State, both 3-1 and one in conference. In the Northern Illinois and Ball State in the Western side, all at 3-1 and one leading in that conference. Hampton in the, in the MEAC, leading at 5-0, and 9-7 on the season early, early, early again as well in that one. Wichita State, 6-0 and in the Missouri Valley. Uh, you got other teams. Uh, Northern Iowa came out hot, but they're not 2-4. and four. They're not playing so well as either. Mountain West, San Diego State, 5-0, and 12-6 in the Mountain West standings. North Northeast standings, Mount St. Mary's, 5-1, and 8-11 overall, but they're 5-1 and one in their conference. Who knows? Maybe they'll dominate their conference the rest of the way. Ohio Valley. Eastern Illinois, three and three. You got Tennessee State and Belmont at five and zero. Oh. Also Tennessee Tech at five and one in the eastern part of the Ohio Ohio Valley standings in in the uh, in NCAA basketball. More conferences to go. USC four and one. Washington four and one. Navy at five and one. Bucknell at five and one in the Patriot League and the Pac-12. I just mentioned USC in Washington. Arizona's hanging around at three and two. A lot of teams are three and two in the Pac-12. SEC standings. Uh, Texas A&M, the only undefeated team in there at five and zero. LSU, four and one. Everyone else is around three wins and two wins. And then Southern standings, you got Chattanooga at five and one. They lead the conference. They're sixteen and three. Southland standings, you got Houston Baptist at five and zero, ten and seven overall. Texas A&M, CC, uh, Stephen F. Austin at four and zero. Three teams undefeated in that in that one in the Southland standings. The SWAC. Standings. You got Texas Southern at four and zero. They're five and eleven overall, but they're four and zero in conference. Talk about an odd, odd um, comparable there. Summit League standings: IPFW and Omaha, four and one and four and one. IPFW is fifteen and five. Arkansas Little Rock in the Sun Belt is five and zero, fifteen and one overall. The West Coast standings: St. Mary's and Gonzaga up at the top at six and one. Gonzaga fourteen and four, and St. Mary's at fifteen and two. And then you got in the WAC standings: the Grand Canyon. Yes. Team called the Grand Canyon, three and zero, sixteen and two. CSU beat Bakerfield, Bakersfield at three and zero. They're thirteen and five. That is your recap of what to look forward to as we enter into Week Eleven of the college basketball world. That's a lot. That's your recap of the standings and your recap of what happened last night or this weekend in the world of college basketball. Let's see what's going on tonight in the scores world. We're gonna just break down the top twenty-five uh, tomorrow. Clearly, there's a holiday today, so probably there won't be anything going up. Oklahoma, number two in the country at Iowa State in Ames, Iowa, Hilton Coliseum. Uh, it's going to be a big-time game there, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, on, on Martin Luther King Day. Iowa State's favored by a point and a half. I'm telling you, take them. I think they're going to play unbelievable basketball. I think they're going to be the team that's going to come out on top. The Big 12 is just loaded, and again, Iowa State 8-1 and one at home. It shouldn't be much of a shocker there if they come out with the victory in a ranked opponent in Oklahoma. Should be a good one there in the world of college basketball. So that's kind of your your recap of what to see and, and preview of what to expect in the world of college basketball on a Martin Luther King Day today. NBA. Let's get into the NBA. Well, one thing, one news real quick, one news story I want to get to in the world of uh, college basketball is this guy named uh, for the Ohio State. Uh, Oh, excuse me, Oregon State um, basketball team, this guy named Reed. I forgot his full name, and I don't know his full name, but he got ejected for tripping a referee in a basketball game over the weekend. I wanted to get talk to Andrew about this and see what he was going to say, but you talk about a strange set of circumstances there as a guy in Reed ejecting, ejected for tripping an official. 
Why would you trip an official? Now, don't get me wrong. If I was a player and I got emotional and I got upset, don't get me wrong, the thought would cross my head. But to actually act out on it, even though it's right there, I'm, I'm telling you, what are you, what are you doing? You're a big-time national recruit uh, basketball player in the world of, of, of college basketball, and you decide to do it on, on television with, with cameras all around you. It just goes to show you that sometimes players shouldn't be trusted in the world of college basketball. And seeing a guy do this, it's really shocking and really interesting to note that, hey, maybe we should just take a double check on character when it comes to some of these guys joining the world of college basketball and and the world of NCAA basketball. Because who in their right mind would even think of – I mean, I would think of it, but to ever act upon, you know, doing something like that to an official in the heat of battle. It makes no sense. I don't – I don't get why they make make the you know conscious effort to actually go out and trip an official in a moment like that late in the ballgame. It just doesn't make sense to me. And if you want to call in and talk about this, the phone number is three two three six four two one five five eight is the number. And it just it just shocks me to know that there's a guy out there in in, in basketball. Maybe there's more of them that that feel like it's okay to do this. The guy should be ejected probably not lose his scholarship, but the guy should be suspended in some fashion. You don't trip a referee in a basketball game. These guys are running up and down the court. They're trying to do their job as the best of their ability. They don't really have a fight in the dog in a fight. They're just trying to do their jobs as the best of their ability. And they're going to, there's going to be mistakes made. They happen. They're going to be on display most of the time. And, and for a guy to actually act upon it, it's a really sad, sad sad case of scenario and a conundrum that really needs to be fixed in basketball. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I just think for the, for the circumstance and for the sake of, you know, conversation, these kind of things are not okay and they should not be uh, looked upon and said, you know, good job by you. So if you want to call in and talk about it, feel free. The phone number three, two, three, six, four, two, one, five, five, eight. In the world of basketball, the world of the NBA, uh, over the weekend, again, there was a lot that happened, uh, sport scoring wise, on top of what happened when it came to wipe away the performances. There were a ton of wipe away the performances over the weekend and a ton of things to get to. Uh let's get to the uh let's get to the scores and break down these wipe away the performances. There were a ton of them over the weekend. Again, in basketball, um on Friday there were a ton of games. I mean there were a lot of games. Wizards beat the Pacers one eighteen to one oh four. John Wall had another wipe away the performance. Twenty eight points, eight assists Seven rebounds and a 51 on the Wiper Worthy performance scale. He dominated in that one and got the Wizards a victory. They're now 19 and 19 after this game on Friday. The Pacers dropped to 22 and 18 at the time, and they are now uh, kind of in the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference. We'll, get, we'll break down the standings in a little bit, but the Wizards get the victory 118 to 104, dominating there. John Wall again had a 51 on the Wiper Worthy performance scale. Timberwolves and Thunder. Thunder gets the victory. Russell Westbrook had a triple double, a small one, but he had a triple double nonetheless. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, a 45 on the left over the performance scale, but a triple-double nonetheless. Again, the Timberwolves are just in rebuilding mode, 12 and 29. It's going to be hard-pressed to talk about them throughout the rest of the season. Uh, the Celtics get the victory, 117-103 to 103. again. The Suns are in the same predicament as the Timberwolves, just not that good, but trying to find, uh, trying to tread water and stay above ground. And it's going to be tough for them with the injuries that they possess, but they'll get it done. Marcus Smart with a triple-double as well. 10 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. 
11 assists, two blocks and two steals, and a 47 on the way forward. The performance scale, 117-103 to 103 victory over the Suns, 21-19 and 19 at this point for the Boston Celtics. Again, they're, they're hovering their way through the Eastern Conference. Who knows? Maybe they might find themselves in a playoff spot at the end of the year. Trailblazers beat the Nets, 116-104, to 104, and Damian Lillard gets a wipe-away performance, 33 points, 10 assists, three rebounds, a 56 on the way forward. The performance scale, that was uh, in the debate for, for performance of the night as Paul Millsap in a victory over – the uh, well in a loss in overtime to the Bucks. In a loss in overtime to the Bucks. Excuse me for the yawning. I apologize. In a, in a, in a the victory of the Bucks over the Hawks, 108 to 101. Paul Millsap, 23 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, four blocks, two steals, at 56 on the left board. The performance scale, an unbelievable performance there by him. They couldn't quite get it done though. As the Bucks get the victory, 108 to 101. Jonathan Sakupo also had a left board performance. He had 28 points. 16 rebounds and three blocks, a 55 on the whiteboard worthy performance scale. Unbelievable game there as uh, uh, Jonathan Zacupo gets in the whiteboard worthy performance level. And then Hassan Whiteside, this actually was performance of the night. Triple double, 19 points, 17 rebounds, 11 blocks. Yes, 11 blocks, two assists, a 51, but a triple double with blocks. No one's doing that. The Heat get the victory over the Nuggets, 98-95, to 95, and they move into a, a middle pack of the Eastern Conference at 23-17 and 17 in their first 40 games. Talk about, a, talk about a start for the Heat that I think we all saw coming, but knowing that they're healthy, they could be better than we all think in the postseason. Mavericks beat the Bulls, 83-77. Uh, they get the victory there. They're now 23-18 and 18 after this one. Again, the Bulls dropping a little bit, 23-16, and 16, not playing their best basketball. Pelicans beat the Hornets. They're 13 and 26, hovering again at the bottom portion of the Western Conference. You never know; they could make a sneak up there and find a way to get into the postseason. They beat the Pelicans 109-107, and then to close out the close out the night on Friday, Cavaliers beat the Rockets in a very, very, very pedestrian, boring basketball game to watch. This was a tough one because it was hard to watch. I was watching it at work, and believe me, I almost fell asleep. 91-77, the Cavaliers get the victory there. Uh, trust me, it was a lot less scoring than that. It really was a bad game to watch. This was one of the worst games I've seen in a long time. And those are your games on Friday. Um, interesting of note, um, going into Friday, going into the weekend, I mean, you saw a lot of things happening. Obviously, a lot of people were watching football over the weekend. Um, but Friday was really kind of supposed to be the night to really uh, produce the NBA, and it, it just did not come through on Friday, which was interesting, considering all of these TV ads are starting to come out for, you know, for the NBA and obviously that the new TV deals are trying to get better, better watchable games. And I'm telling you, Friday had some pretty bad games, um, not bad matchups, but bad games that happened on those nights. Um, here we go. Bucks beat the Hornets 105 92 on Saturday. Bucks getting a victory there. Again, they're, they're creeping their way back into the Eastern conference conversation, 18 and 25 Hornets, 18 and 22 dropping their way back. Um, again, trying to find a way to get back into the conversation. Hawks beat the uh, the Nets one fourteen to eighty six again beating the teams they're supposed to beat Thaddeus Young didn't play too well uh, the rest of that team didn't play too well in the Nets they're th- they're eleven and thirty you can make the case that they're now done the Nets I think are now done for their season they're not going to come back from an eleven and thirty start and make the postseason it won't happen and if they do it would be a miracle the Hawks twenty four and seventeen playing outstanding basketball starting their second half of the season on a good note the Celtics getting another victory over the Wizards one nineteen to one seventeen John Wall with performance of the weekend in a loss. 36 points, 13 assists, 7 rebounds, and 7 steals. A 76 on the whiteboard-worthy performance scale. That was definitely performance of the night and definitely probably performance of the – one of the performances of the month. Steph Curry 
in a loss to the uh, in a loss to the Detroit Pistons, where they honored uh, where they honored Ben Wallace and his number, and they retired his jersey at three. Pistons came out and played inspired. They destroyed the Warriors, one thirteen to ninety five. This game wasn't even close. It looks closer on the scoreboard than it actually was. This was a twenty point game, pretty much the entire game. It was domination by the Pistons all day long. Again, they had kind of a slow third quarter, but their second and fourth quarters were dominating. They had 38 points in the second and 28 points in the fourth to close out the ball game and destroy the Golden State Warriors in a big-time win. As Chauncey Billups again, and Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Tayshaun Prince, Rasheed Wallace, all were there for Ben Wallace's jersey jersey celebration ceremony. As again, the Pistons get the victory. They're now twenty-two and eighteen after this one. And I'm telling you, the Warriors—they got a tough one tonight. And we'll re- we'll preview the game tonight. But I'm telling you, they got some tough games coming up. And it's going to be one of those games where you're going to have to just step back and be like, "All right, uh, what are the Warriors going to do? How are they going to how are they going to perform? And how are they going to play?" The uh, Steph Curry had a whiteboard performance in that loss, though. Uh, 38 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, a 57 on the whiteboard the performance scale. He had an unbelievable game, but clearly not enough to get the victory. Again, Draymond Green not playing his best basketball. I'm telling you, when Draymond Green is out or when he's not playing his best basketball, this team struggles. And it's not because Steph Curry has to carry them on their back. Not because of this. Not because of that. They just aren't good enough when Draymond Green isn't the guy who's really putting forth the effort. Not that he didn't put the forth the effort. When he's not playing a good game, it really does create kind of a problem for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Andre Drummond in that one had 21 rebounds, and that's automatically going to get you a wide forward performance. If you get 21-plus rebounds, that's where you're going to cash out in the end. 76ers beat the Trailblazers. Now, the night before, clearly the Trailblazers had an outstanding game. They got a victory. They dominated. They played well. Um, they, uh, they beat the Nets 116-104. to 104. And then the very next night, they played the 76ers, and they get absolutely tromped. 114 to 89. Now, granted, they had to travel to Philadelphia, but Jesus, you talk about it just absolutely getting dominated. Jaleel Okafor, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Damian Lillard did not show up in this one, and CJ McCollum didn't show up either, and that's what's going to cause them to hamper when things like that happen. 114 to 89. Again, the 76ers getting their fifth win on the season to start the second half. Talk about an odd game for the for the Trailblazers again, starting off well, playing well, and and all of a sudden just falling flat on their face the next day. Talk about that's what happens when you have a lack of talent on your team. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Knicks. The Knicks are now 20 and 22. The Grizzlies 103 to 95. Marcus Saul, definitely one of the performances of the night in a wipe away the performance. 37 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and three blocks in a 54 on the wipe away the performance scale. The Jazz beat the Lakers 109 to 82 on, on Saturday. Again, Rudy Gobert, 18 points, 18 rebounds. Not quite a whiteboard-worthy performance, but an outstanding game at that. Outstanding, outstanding stuff there as Marcus All finally gets on the whiteboard-worthy performance. This is the first time I've seen him on the whiteboard-worthy performance in a long time. DeMarcus Cousins also had an outstanding game against the Clippers, 19 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Outstanding game by him. Um, not quite getting it done, though, uh, for the Clippers. The Clippers lose their first game in a while. They're now 26-14 and 14 as the Kings sputter up to near a spot in the postseason as they are now 17-23, and 110-103. I'm telling you, they are hovering around potentially getting a playoff spot there on the uh, in the Western Conference. So, again, man, these yawns are absolutely destroying me right now. I apologize for that. Um, 
Games on Sunday, there was only one wiper-worthy performance. The Thunder beat the Heat 99-74. Russell Westbrook, another small triple-double, but a triple-double nonetheless. 13 points, 15 assists, 10 rebounds, and two steals. A 55 on the wiper-worthy performance to go. Russell Westbrook played an outstanding game there, and he did an outstanding job uh, going forward. The Suns get trampled by the Timberwolves. Again, both teams just really not playing well. Timberwolves 117-87 to over the Suns, an absolute dominating affair there by the Timberwolves, um, and then the Spurs just trample all over the Mavericks, 112-83. to LaMarcus Aldridge, 23.7 rebounds, an outstanding game by him. Pacers get beat by the Nuggets. Again, the Pacers struggling as of late, not playing their best basketball. The Nuggets get their 16th victory of the year, and the Pacers, they drop again, 22-19, and losing 129-126 to in regulation, dominating. Lots of points scored there, but Will Barton, again, the main factor, 21.6 rebounds, three assists. I'm telling you, he's sixth man of the year so far to this point. And I don't see who else is really going to catch him. And then the final game of the night, Rockets beat the Lakers 112-95. The Lakers are done with their season. Their season is uh, – they're not going to make the postseason. There's going to be no chance of that at all. Uh, they're now 9-34 and here, uh, just past the halfway mark, and the Rockets are now 112-95, starting off their second half of the season uh, with a winning record at 22-20. and James Harden getting 31 points there in the effort getting the victory over uh, the Los Angeles Lakers on a Sunday. One thing to note, too, as well, as we move forward throughout the show, um, Ben Wallace getting his jersey retired. I really wanted to hear uh, Andrew's take on the on the Detroit Warriors uh, game that happened on Saturday. We'll get that tomorrow if he, if he can get back onto the show. Hopefully the phones are working by then. Um, but one thing to note, Obviously, in uh, in a game over the weekend when Chicago played, I believe it was on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it was in the game. Actually, no, it was on Friday. My apologies. It was in the uh, Mavericks-Bulls game. Joe Kim Noah separated his shoulder, and apparently he's going to be out for four to six months at the earliest. Um, this guy, I'm telling you, he's a free agent this upcoming summer. His play has dramatically dropped off over the last couple of seasons, and maybe it's because he's not as athletic or as into it as he used to, or maybe he just doesn't want to be on this team anymore. But I'm telling you, this guy, when he goes on to a new team or when he gets his new contract, I don't know if this guy's really going to be want to be on the Bulls next season. I have a weird feeling he still wants to be on a competitive team, but that he kind of wants to just be a role player. I don't think he's a superstar player. I don't think he ever has been. I think he's always just been a solid defender and really a good rebounder and, and a good effort guy. That's it. He's not anything else other than that. If this team puts too much pressure on him, which they already have, I feel like he's just going to be turned off, and I feel like he's already has been turned off by how this team has tried to make him turn into this quote-unquote superstar player when he's not a superstar player. He's not. He's in, He was an all-star at one point. He's dropped down to now maybe a, a role player, and now he's out for the pretty much the rest of the regular season, and then you go into the playoffs, and he might not even be available for that. So this guy is going to go into the summertime expecting to get a big-time deal and expecting to get something, get paid for the rest of it. I think he's just going to go into the offseason thinking that he, he's just going to be a role player. And hopefully he thinks that way because I can guarantee you one thing. If he goes to the San Antonio Spurs, he's going to be the guy we'll want and a guy we'll want to help have on our bench and have as a role player for years to come. So hopefully that's the case for him and hopefully that's what happens. But, man, you talk about a loss for the Bulls, a team that doesn't need any more losses. Um, they got one in Noah. And I don't think it's going to be that big of a factor, but it's going to suck for them. Uh, for a long period of time, considering when they need those extra extra boosts of energy, he's not going to be there to help support the team uh, from the standpoint of being like on the court and helping them get things going and, and rotating the ball around and 
think fundamental and things of that nature. So it's it's really odd though to see his his, his style of play just drop off the face of the earth because of the fact that he just he just his level of play is just not there like it used to be. It's just it just hasn't for the longest time. So he's gone and he's out for the season pretty much for that team and he might be back for the postseason depending on how far they go. Players of the week predictions. My here's my player of the week predictions. I think it's going to be Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Russell Westbrook in the Western Conference, John Wall in the Eastern Conference. John Wall has had some unbelievable performances the last couple of games and definitely over the past week. And then Russell Westbrook had back-to-back triple-doubles. I just think that's going to be the case for these teams, and I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Let's break down the standings real quick in the world of the NBA. Again, Cleveland at 28-10, and still four games above Toronto in the Eastern Conference. Trust me, it's higher than that. Cleveland's playing outstanding basketball. Toronto at 25-15. Chicago 23-16, still around a top spot, but – I don't see really Chicago really going any much higher than that. If if not, dropping back down. Atlanta, twenty four and seventeen. Uh, Miami at twenty three and eighteen. Detroit twenty two and eighteen. Indiana twenty two and nineteen. Boston twenty two and nineteen. It's all so close in the Eastern Conference. Orlando has dropped back to about a game back of Boston, and Washington's now about two games back of Boston, and Detroit, and New York is now about two and a half games back. Boston. So you're starting to see realistically what the playoffs are going to look like. Maybe Orlando hovers around, maybe Washington makes a comeback, but I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think what we're seeing right now in the Eastern Conference is what we're going to see throughout the the rest of the season. In the Western Conference, again, Golden State, they're only a game and a half up on San Antonio, and San Antonio is catching up to Golden State. San Antonio has now won 11 in a row. They're 24-0 at home. Golden State has a tough, tough stretch here coming up. They're playing Cleveland tonight. We'll preview that game for you in just a minute. Uh, Oklahoma City is now six back of San Antonio, but they're uh, seven and a half back of the Golden State Warriors. The Clippers, 26 and 14. And then you got the rest of the Western Conference, 23-19, 23-19, both Memphis and Dallas. Houston is 22 and 20. Utah, Sacramento, and Portland hovering around 18 and 17 wins. And Denver is sneaking back up in there at 16 wins. And don't look now. But the New Orleans Pelicans have a legitimate outside shot. If they start playing well here over the next week or so, they could find themselves in the conversation of getting back into that potential eighth spot in the Western Conference. But that's what your Western Conference looks like, and that's how it looks in the NBA for the weekend. A lot of games, a lot of whiteboard performances, and a lot of things that happened over the world of the NBA here on a Martin Luther King Day weekend. And again, as we talk, it is Martin Luther King Day, and the 76ers and Knicks are playing as of right now. It is now tied 29-29 at the end of the first quarter. Jalil Okafor, 12 points and a couple rebounds. Chris Dastrzynski already has seven rebounds and seven points. He's on his way to a double-double there for the New York Knicks. Uh, There's also a lot of games going on tonight as well in the world of the NBA. Jazz and Hornets kind of a mediocre game. Both teams kind of fighting to be in the conversation for, for playoff contention, especially for the Utah Jazz. That game's coming up here in about a half an hour on uh, on, on NBA uh, – uh, NBA. Uh, gosh, what's the term? Uh, league pass. On league pass, you can watch that there. Again, Trailblazers and Wizards are also at 11 a.m. Trailblazers and Wizards, that game will be on here in about half an hour as well. In about an hour, you got Pelicans and Grizzlies on ESPN – uh, again, Martin Luther King Day basketball, Memphis is favored by four. Take Memphis in that one. They should be able to win, but don't be shocked if the Pelicans find a way to come back and, and compete. Uh, Trailblazers and Wizards, Wizards are favored by four and a half. Take the Wizards in that one. Take Charlotte in the Utah game, Utah-Charlotte game. I think Charlotte's going to come back with the victory, and they're going to get it done. Uh, Bulls and Pistons, considering the Bulls just lost Joe Kim Noah, and they just seem to be down 
with the way they've been playing. The Pistons played an outstanding game over the weekend. Andre Drummond's been playing amazing again. Uh, Detroit's favored by T3. Take Detroit. They're going to get the victory there. 12.30 p.m. Pacific. That game will be on in about two hours on League Pass. You can check that one out there. Magic at Hawks. This one will be on NBA TV. Um, I believe the Hawks are favored by 7.5. Take the Hawks. They should be able to get the victory there. Magic, I think, are just starting to hit the wall, starting to hit their ceiling when it comes to this season. Nets and Raptors. The Raptors are 25-15. and 15. They're clearly the better team in this one. Uh, this game's on at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. These are all the night games in the NBA. Toronto, 11.5 favorite. Uh, take them. They're going to dominate in that one. And then game of the night by far. I will definitely be tuning into this one at work. Warriors at Cavaliers on TNT, uh, primetime game of the night. Um, there's two games on TNT tonight. Rockets and Clippers are another game rematch of the Western Conference playoffs. Um, and I think I think the Rockets will win that one, even though the Clippers are favored by five. I think the Rockets will play inspired and find a way to keep it close, if not win that one. Celtics and Mavericks is another game. I'll, I'll preview the Warriors-Cavs in a second, but Celtics and Mavericks is another game as well. 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Boston's favored by a point and a half. Take Boston. They've been playing outstanding basketball as of late. And this is a big game for both teams because the Celtics are hovering around the bottom spot in the East, and the Mavericks are kind of playing a little mediocre basketball right now. If the Celtics win this one, it'll just prove that they're for real in the Eastern Conference. Game of the night, Warriors and Cavaliers. You talk about a game that really is the mecca and the definition of basketball right now. The way the Warriors have been playing – they haven't been playing inspired. The Cavaliers have found ways to win gritty, gutty basketball games and even compete against teams like San Antonio. They're 28 and 10 because they've played some tough teams that that they that they that they've struggled with. Really, San Antonio, Golden, Golden State, about three weeks ago on Christmas, four weeks ago on Christmas. I'm telling you, this is going to be game of the night, and it's going to be the game to watch. I think Cleveland wins this one in Cleveland. I think it's going to be a dominating affair. I think they're going to come out and just destroy. The Cavaliers, considering the way Draymond Green's been playing and especially the way Steph Curry and the rest of those guys have been playing, I think the Cavaliers hand the Warriors their fifth loss of the season. Cleveland's favored by three. Take the three, take it, run away. I'm telling you, I think the Cavaliers are going to implement something in this game where we're going to see them play the best basketball we've seen them play all season long. Again, that's your that's your preview of what to expect on Martin Luther King Day. Kind of a hectic day today. Not much really going on in the world of basketball news-wise. Uh, trade deadline is coming up here in about a month and a half so be prepared for rumors and swirling news and things of that nature obviously the world of basketball is now starting to kick into gear as as football is starting to kind of run its course and, and come near the end here and obviously baseball is about two months away so we've got a lot to get to here in the world of basketball here over the next two three months until we get to the postseason in basketball and obviously we have march madness in two months it's going to be a crazy crazy time here as basketball starts to get more and more wound up. Well, we got about a minute left on the show. Episode 52 is in the books. Again, if you'd like to call in uh, during live shows, 323-642-1558 is the number. And again, one thing I'd like to say, shows will be at 1 p.m. Eastern from here on out. And Friday shows, for the next two Fridays, we will have nighttime shows. Call into those. (coughs) Call into those FanDuel shows. Get your lineups prepared. Talk to Andrew about what you want to do with your lineups and how you want to get them ready and how you want to get them going. With all that being said, thank you again for listening to the show. Episode 52 is in the books. Episode 53 will be on tomorrow on Tuesday, the day after Martin Luther King Day. Tuesday, January 19, 2016 will be on tomorrow. And for now, episode 52 is in the books. 
for January 18, 2016. Enjoy the basketball tonight, people, and watch those games. And please remember the greatness that Martin Luther King brought to this country in civil rights. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day, everybody. Peace.